0: everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the GVG cast where we hang out chat with all of you and see what's been happening over the past week i'm your host derek bittner and i'm joined by my good friend and partner john cartwright in the tub we finally got it and we finally got him on the show again
1: it's been a long time yeah i will say in my tub right now my foot is off camera my foot is resting against the end of the tub and um, my tap it has like a little drip that i can't stop Sometimes you can sort of turn the tap a bit and the drip will stop, but it always comes back. So right now, I've got a little stream of water just flowing onto my foot. <laughs> um, that's the behind the scenes of the tub.
0: We, we're, we're slowly water torturing you. <laughs> yeah. Toe so to head to toe. Well, toe to head, I guess, at this point. To um, happen. <laughs> and i love i love that you had uh, roxy set up uh, the the good vibes in the background it's kind of hard to see because the way we have it cut off
1: you yeah. see it now
0: yeah, yeah a little bit <laughs> little bit there it is <laughs>
1: yeah uh, we say we've got roxy but um she did it herself i i told her that i was gonna be doing the stream in the tub she said okay and then um, a little bit of time passed. I came up here and just the word good vibes are behind me. So this is my new office, pretty much. Yeah, so I think this should be my new set from now on.
0: I mean, yeah, everybody uh, everybody should come the stream for this help, apparently. Although I can tell yeah. from experience last week, uh, it's not comfortable. It is not comfortable in the slightest
1: it will be more comfortable if, like, if water were here. Like a tub with no water is basically just a big plastic. Oh,
0: you didn't actually fill it up. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, are we meant to be filling the tubs up?
0: I mean, the rest of us put water in it. I didn't realize you didn't know that. That's all right. We still I got. Mean,
1: you I've, I've got my tap dripping. Does, mm-hmm. that,
0: does That count? Yeah, that counts. We're getting you. We're getting you there. We're... You're so wait, wet.
1: Have you guys been? Have you been fully uh, um, submersed in water while wearing clothes? Yes. I've I've missed out on a rule here. I, okay. I I
0: think so. That's that's all right. I I, I mean I was just in um, swim trunks, <laughs> and then a shirt in the water. But yeah, there was water dripping and all that. Maybe that was that's why I was a little bit more miserable than you. <laughs>
1: maybe maybe.
0: Oh I think God. I prefer
1: the water. I think the water made this just a bit more. No, it's weirder just sitting in an empty bath.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh... <laughs> Can I. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know where to go from that. But I mean, I could say you could fill it up now, but I don't know if you want to do that with all the electronic it'd, equipment. It'd be
1: a bit noisy. I mean, the I imagine the audio quality already isn't very good. So can can we make it worse than this? Would it matter? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, before well, before all that though, we do of course have to thank our wonderful sponsor. Uh, the Game Orb is a YouTube and Twitch channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. He res- recently went to both New York Comic Con and Las Vegas TwitchCon within a week and captured the expo halls like the like at the PAX conventions. And while they might not all be game related, they are still something neat to look at. The Comic Con 1 is up now on YouTube and the TwitchCon 1 will be coming up in the next few days. Also, while there may not be a lot of uploads as of late, starting soon they will be incre- they will inc- will increase skew me by a good chunk, uh, so keep an eye out for that. And finally, PC gaming uploads will be, will start be starting to come to the YouTube channel at some point, as they have been appearing on the Twitch channel with Genshin Impact after meeting a few of the voice actresses from v- Pax West back in September. While there technically have been a few PC videos before, there will be more incorporated from here on out. So, if you want to support the game more on the uh, YouTube or Twitch, we got links to links to both his Twitch and YouTube channels in the description below. So check that out. So yeah, they've been they've been a busy bee for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: meeting all the Genshin voice actresses and actors is is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, that's I mean, I I still remember I had a preview event. Um, for, um, for Persona Five Royal, and uh, they actually had a, a couple of the actors there, uh, as part of the as part of the whole thing. And Amy's actually was streaming Persona Five at the time, so I was able to get um, oh, I forget her. I should know her name because she's in a ton of stuff now, and she's Black Cat and Spider Man. Uh, voice oh, it Cassandra. Voices. Uh, oh no, this Futaba,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah. I know her name too, but it's escaping me. Um, uh, Erica Lindbeck, thank you. Uh, that's Nancy. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I
0: don't. I see her all the time. I just don't know why I forgot all of a sudden. But yeah, she. Um, I, I I talked to her, asked for a quick message, and she did the voice of Futaba on my phone. And I sent it. I like messaged Amy, and she played it on her stream. And that was that was a fun little that, experience. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. They had uh, they had Lindbeck there. They had uh, Laura. Laura laura post voice who was the voice of kasumi as well Mm -hmm. so that was that was cool so yeah cool yeah so how have you been john what have you been up to it's been a while since we've had you on have you been doing well (laughs) i've
1: been doing okay um what have i I been doing with my life recently um i don't think i've been on here since freddie was born right
0: it's been a while i think even before freddie was born
1: yeah, so yeah, if for those who don't know, I have had another child. Uh he's he's good. He's uh he has, he's had some problems from his birth where he's uh he's got a disease called Velcad. Um, which basically means he can't have any fats in his diet, and if he has any fats, then his body shuts down. So he's got a complicated life ahead of him. Um but he's he's a happy little guy. He's always smiling. Uh and yeah, he's he's a cool little fella. Um apart from that though. I've played video games. I've, um, I oh. finished Mario wonder finished Spider-Man two. Uh, I haven't gone all the way through Sonic superstars yet though. I've got it now. Um, but <laughs> it is the biggest juxtaposition to go between Mario wonder and Sonic superstars. Cause they are yeah. leagues <laughs> apart. Um, like so- Sonic, I think is, it's fine. It's okay. It plays, it plays all right, but it, it is just nowhere near wonder. Um, i i don't even know i think just playing them side by side one after the other is not fair to sonic superstars just because of how a different league it is it's fine it's okay
0: yeah i mean i i played sonic first and you know it it allows sonic to at least stand out a little bit but even then i still came away with being just kind of eh and that didn't even go for the like the 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 bs boss at the at the end of the uh, the extra story or whatever the last story is supposed to be. I know. I know. Ash came away unimpressed with the last story as well. So yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's not not great. I have been playing a good bit of Mario Wonder. I just reached the final world, uh, nice. main world. So I'm going to be uh, beating that beating that later today. Um, otherwise, it's uh, been a lot of game. It's it's either like the recent release and game club game and recently that was pilot wing 64 uh which that episode will be coming up so i don't want to say too much about it but what are you i'm curious what you think of pilot wing 64 and yoshi's story john because i feel like you okay. might have opinions. <laughs>
1: i don't want to upset the yoshi story fans because i know i know they're passionate um but i've i've never cared for yoshi's story <laughs> i i i want to like i like the art style i dig some of its direction but i just never found that game particularly fun um Pilot Wings is tricky because mm-hmm. it's it's a simulator of its time. So, do you judge it within being a simulator that released in the late '90s, or do you judge it as what it is right now? Um, and I think just I think most games you should probably judge them for what they are now. Like, are they fun? That's the main thing that matters. Is it still fun? Mm. And I think it's still impressive. I think like it's still visually impressive for n64. A lot of the vehicles do. F- somewhat feel like they should <sighs> but i think my core answer is i th- i i think they could do so much more with the new pilot wings is my main takeaway yes yeah. there's there's a lot that series can do to evolve and 64 definitely does feel of its era
0: yeah yeah I, that that sounds like a good way to put it i i obviously can't uh uh no say any more than that but uh, just for fear of spoiling things you got to actually watch the video and all that but uh, yeah otherwise yeah we've been playing a bunch of Mario Wonder and trying to get some uh more Mario content up but by the way if you haven't checked out uh Brandon's review uh boy did, that, boy did he put a lot of effort into that there's a oh yeah there's a lot of editing tricks in there that I couldn't even dream to pull off so he
1: makes us look trash yes. he, he just came out of the gate with not his first like big edited video, but like he, probably his longest production yet, and it just it's incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got a he's got like a proper green screen. I've only got like a little oval that I put behind me every now and then. He's got a proper like uh, full size man green screen that he's put to great use in this. Um, and, and he's also like Brandon's been doing a lot of voiceover stuff too recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's been trying to make a side gig out of doing VO as well, and uh, you can definitely tell within his um mannerisms of how he speaks he he, t- he takes things very deliberately very uh clearly whereas when i do vo for youtube i just i just try and talk like a fella but brandon's he's, <laughs> he's put his, his very professional take on everything in there it's really good
0: yeah yeah it's 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 super impressive and uh, for the, for those in the uk you, they might have heard you in a few commercials i'm not sure if people are aware of that on <clears throat> oh
1: that's true yeah yeah so i um i am a voiceover person now I've done uh, commercials for Philips. That's probably my biggest client, the One Blade. So you may have actually, if you're in Europe, you may have gotten some commercials before YouTube videos with my voice in. And every now and then we get a comment saying like, "They got a John commercial before a John video." <laughs> that's, that's always that's cool. Amazing. I've uh, I've done a few lines for indie games as well. Um, nothing that's released yet, and it's all pretty minor stuff. But I am um I am an announcer in an upcoming one. Ooh. Um. And they they directed it to be like a smash um, sort of style. So I think you'll be hearing that. I think in like a few months. I'm not entirely sure when that releases. Uh, but yeah, there, there is there's stuff happening.
0: Yeah, that's that's always exciting and cool. So I'm 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 happy for you guys there. And uh, yeah, I'm. Otherwise, I'm just like trying to get uh, things going here and there, trying to keep it uh, all moving <laughs> as you as you do and uh my my big goal i guess is before we get into the game of the year discussions in december i need to try to beat uh tears of the kingdom and final fantasy 16 like oh uh-huh. my god and i feel like one of us needs to try boulders gate th- uh three
1: we absolutely ago. do we, we can't approach the end of year game of the year discussions without playing boulders gate 3 yeah um I was going to import it from PlayAsia, because the the physical version of that game only released in Asia for some reason. I don't know why. It's a Western game. Yeah, it's digital only everywhere else. I didn't
0: realize Baldur's Gate 3 didn't have a physical release.
1: Yeah, just in Asia. Um, Same thing for Alan Wake 2, which is like one of the best reviewing games of the year. It's only digital, and I I don't know why.
0: (laughs) It's weird. It's weird, yeah. I'm processing that. That makes no sense
1: yeah oh. i don't get it especially alan wake that's that's published by epic games they can afford to print some boxes no, they
0: can't anymore <laughs> can't you tell <laughs> they, they had to lay off so many people and it's not, yeah. And yeah oh god it's i don't i don't get it i don't get it I, I, i'm actually uh streaming alan wake remastered right now so i've been playing that nice. for the first time i'm just about um just made it to chapter the episode three and uh uh it's an interesting game. A lot more gunplay than I was expecting. But so it's not exactly yeah. like a scary game in my opinion, but uh man, it hits the it, it gets mood just right.
1: Great atmosphere. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played the original 360 version. I know the Switch version of the remaster wasn't great. I imagine you're playing on PS5? Uh,
0: yes, because it was part yeah. of the PS Plus for a bit so i'm like right. oh, perfect somebody requested this it's halloween i I, I can get it for free
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah it holds up i think it's um you can tell it followed resident evil 4 because it wasn't that many years after it and there's some like really great influence in there it seems like 2 is getting a lot more psychological horror-y which i'm pretty into yeah um but i i hope i hope some limited run firm just picks up a physical version of that because it feels like a crime that Adam Wake 2 is only digital. Like, why? Yeah,
0: I don't I don't know, especially when, you know, you only have so much room in your PS5. Like, I, I constantly have to, like, all right, time to play a new game, time to delete an old one in order to actually play it. So, yeah, I, I don't understand. Oh, goodness. But, uh, well, before we get to uh, the news for this week, uh, we did get some super chats. Uh, first off, Three from Disney Duncan for five, five and two dollars saying, I saw the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, movie last night and I enjoyed it. They have to be a fan of the series to love it. It's definitely gotten not great reviews from what I've seen, but I've also not a huge into Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, Yeah. They also beat both Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2, something John did as well. And uh, they won't be able to join today because they have work. But they will be watching later for the VOD. So yeah, thank you so much, Disney. I appreciate Duncan. that. Very much appreciated, and uh, glad you enjoyed the movie. I'm glad you uh, yeah. enjoyed the movie. I uh,
1: think in the context of like the Mario movie, like that didn't review that well. But like those who are fans of Mario, still had a good time with it. I imagine yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's is a similar thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've <laughs> thanks to Kai, I've watched the Mario movie a lot, <laughs> and I can definitely point out its flaws. Easily. i'm sure yeah. after watching it that many times oh i'm very aware of its flaws <laughs> uh diesel diesel with two dollars thank you so much saying which gvg member could most likely do a backflip uh honestly i'd say daniel
1: oh yeah he does scream backflip yeah yeah if he's, if he's got his you know little headband on i'm sure that helps with the aerodynamics of a backflip
0: yeah I, I think yeah, so. I, 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 can definitely, I can tell you right now, I can't do a backflip, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's Daniel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the news. And first off, speaking of Spider-Man 2, Sony has announced that it has sold more than 2.5 million copies in the first 24 hours, making it the fastest selling PlayStation Studios title ever at least for now, because they keep doing this. That's one thing I noticed about this that somebody else pointed out, is that they keep changing the rules for what makes it the fastest-selling game. Because before it was God of War Ragnarok, but it was the amount the, such and such amount of copies in three days. This is 24 hours, so it's like... I, I it's, How do you really gauge? But either way, it's selling very, very well.
1: It's great that Spider-Man's finally broken to the mainstream. I mean, this franchise... Uh, it's 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 finally got video games. It's finally got movies, man. What a what a world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it genuinely is cool though. Um, I it's been a brilliant like couple of years for Spider Man. Like it felt like we we're in a bit of a lull where the comics weren't that interesting and the movies were like okay, but nothing groundbreaking. Mm. But now we, we've got like into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse and these two Insomniac games. It generally just does feel like Spider-Man's in this great golden era.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they even announced, I think it's in Ultimate Spider-Man that they're doing, is in the comics, they're doing like family stuff now.
0: Yes, where, I, I actually yeah. just saw that. Go, go ahead, you were still talking, I'm sorry.
1: Oh yeah, I was just saying that, that they um, like Mary Jane and Peter are like married with kids. Um, and this is something that like, they never explore in the comics. They want them yeah. to be miserable, especially in the main like six one six timeline. They just don't want Peter to ever have a family or ever win. Um, so people can't
0: c- connect with that
1: <laughs> yeah so it's it's super refreshing to see this stuff um, but I think I think this, this was expected for Spider-Man 2 to be the first like huge like, other PS5 games have done well but like this is like the, the big debut of what PS5 really is because mm-hmm. like up until now it's been like souped up versions of PS4 games pretty much like Ragnarok and Horizon uh, Forbidden West like good games for sure, but none of them are really made for PS5. Whereas this is like, if you own a PS5 and you you haven't bought Spider Man 2, then like, what are you doing? It, it's, it's, this is kind of this is what you get for that console, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much, other than the other third party stuff. And yeah. I, I, um, I, 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 the funny thing is, it's Insomniac holding up that P, the PS5 because they were before like Ratchet and Clank was PS5 only, not P not yeah. on PS4. So. What are these other studios doing? Why, like, put some pressure off of Insomniac here. Come on. Uh, well, here's a question
1: for Insomniac. you and the chat: Is is Insomniac the most valuable PlayStation studio?
0: I I think so. I think so. They just have that 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 quality at this point. And I know people are hyped up for uh, Wolverine, and there's a lot of yeah. yeses in the live audience.
1: Yeah, there is. I think the thing with Insomniac is they they largely make known quantities. Like um, Ratchet and Clank has been their bread and butter for uh, like two decades now. Mm. Um, with these Marvel games, they are adapting you know actual properties that already exist. The Spider Man formula, the, the, like the open world formula that was done by Treyarch with Spider Man Two on the PS Two. Like they're they're very good at continuing stuff that's been done already. What they are not so great at is just brand new ideas, brand new IPs. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Wolverine, which, again, is, is an existing IP, but it's not something that's been done that much in video games. So that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, it'd be great to see if, if Insomniac start to do new stuff from here on in. Like When Naughty Dog reveal the next game, like, let's say it's a new IP. It's probably going to be The Last of Us 3, but let's say it's a new IP. I think that kind of puts Naughty Dog at different precedence because that means that they are, like, fully embracing new norms and new ways to make games yeah Insomnia don't necessarily do that but is that still more valuable is it still more valuable just to put out consistent consistent known quantities that are great than it is to redefine norms maybe it is especially when it takes like 10 years to make those games
0: yeah exactly it's, it's you can see how long it takes la- uh, uh naughty dog within the last of us and all that so I, I think that consistency helps. I think it's a nice augmentation mm. where you just have this this series that is always at least good, and yeah, you know from from these these guys. Like I've I've never played Sunset Overdrive because that was a new IP from them, and I I heard I hear good things, but I don't think it got a lot of attention. Um, and obviously they well, his next one exclusive, yeah, <laughs> that that didn't that didn't help. They also had that game that they made with EA where EA stripped all their personality out of it, which is, you know, oh, right. that's yeah. the EA way. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how their X-Men do- uh, game does, because I, Jamps in the uh, patron chat actually mentioned what I was going to say. Oddly enough, best Wolverine game is X-Men Origins Wolverine, the game. It
1: is, that yeah. The game is
0: really good.
1: It's probably better than the movie.
0: Oh, it's definitely better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, um, but uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm sure Spider Man Two is continue will continue to do well. And once again, it's nice because Insomniac is definitely uh, gotten better and better and better over the years to get kill the crunch culture that used to define them. Uh, yeah. And I, I think they said this once again done without crunch. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of legacy devs at this point, because my gosh, this the studio is just uh, kind of on fire in in, in some ways. Uh, The the developer of Snipperclips, uh, way back in the launch year of the Switch, 2017, have released the demo for their next game, Crow Country. And you actually got the chance to check this out. I have not, but I have seen the screenshots where it's, think Final Fantasy VII-ish graphics, uh, like original Final Fantasy VII graphics combined with Resident Evil. Yes. And
1: that's exactly what it looks and feels like. Um the the developers, as you said, they made Snipperclips, Tangle Tower, a bunch of other stuff. Uh they they are t- just two guys in the UK and they posted a picture a few months ago of like their favourite PS1 games. And it was just all the classic survival horrors. So like Parasite Eve, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. You can tell where their influence came from for this game. And uh, it, it is like they have taken that sort of pre-rendered look, but made it real time, so the camera can move around in 360 degrees. So it's it's made to look low res, even though it's it's obviously not. Um, but like all the textures are done to look kind of pixelated, and uh, it just, it it just it nails the look. And obviously, you wouldn't be able to move a camera with those gains because if you were, the scenery would just break because it's yeah. all meant to be seen from a fixed perspective. So I'd like pretty to capture that kind of uh, yeah. So, like, to capture that art style is like that's—it's super impressive to do, um, and it plays well. It, it feels like Resident Evil without the tank controls. Um, there's all these little city details that like you can kick a vending machine, and like handgun ammo will come out of it, like like a little soda machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it just nails the vibes, and I can't wait to play more of this game. Just very, very cool.
0: Yeah, it's. It, uh, it... Interestingly, interestingly enough, not coming to the Switch. It's only for PS5 and Steam right now. And that's, that's where you can find the demo yeah. for this game at. Uh, and yeah, as other people are mentioning, SFB Games previously also made the Tangle Tower games. And man, I, I would I played Tangle Tower with Amy and that was such a delightful game, but I want more. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind yeah. if I went back to Tangle Tower or Detective Grimoire stuff and that'd be nice. But you know, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this because it's such a... I wondered how long it would be. And then we've kind of been there for a while, but it's really starting to become apparent that we've reached that era of PS1 nostalgia where we're trying to get those type of graphics emulated again, that lo-fi look and seeing what you can do with that style.
1: It's very cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see. I mean, there there already is some sort of like Mega Man Legends-y looking indie games out there, but I can't wait to see just a new wave of them. Because to this day, like Mega Man Legends is... I think artistically, one of the best-looking video games, and that comes Ew. down to it, it's, it's because of its limitations. It can achieve so much expression within such a limited base. Um, and I would, I would adore for more studios to stop pouring money into like being the the best, like most polished-looking experience they could be, and just embrace that that kind of rough
0: three D cartoon look almost, yeah, like, like with, with the rough pixel pixel graphics rather than the actual thing. Because yeah, the Mega Man Legends, like I will always go to bat that I think it ha- it has a it looks better artistically than Metal Gear Solid, just because you, Metal I Gear Solid you too. have these faces going like this the entire time, <laughs> like <more Yeah>. realism, <laughs> uh, and Mega Man Legends you have these fully animated faces reacting and like it's they're so vibrant, and I yeah I I love I mean I'm a big Legends fan to begin with, but yeah more games like that that'd be wonderful.
1: I'm like color is such an important thing. Um, I don't think we've got this on the board, but like the um, the Metal Gear Solid uh, was it triangle. Was they? How are they saying it? Um, oh, uh, sigma. Sigma Sigma. It, was yeah. It sigma. I forget. But yeah,
0: that. The, I think, the, I think it was Sigma remake.
1: Yeah. So they they revealed um, a Delta, proper gameplay Delta. showcase. Delta. Delta. They got Mega Man They me. revealed a proper gameplay <laughs> showcase of that game, and like it looks good. It it looks very. It is pushing boundaries very clearly. However. Color is not quite nailed, in my opinion. Mm. So, like, what one thing Metal Gear Solid Three was very good at was giving you this sort of hazy, nostalgic look. That sort of it, obviously, obviously, back in the Cold War, things didn't look like they had a filter on them. But it kind of gave you that sort of era defining. I mean, the nineteen tens weren't in um, sepia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were. I'm pretty sure they were. But like, <laughs> the, the three three had this sort of. What's even the word? I think it, it's uh, it's kind of a, a violent look at times. Like, when you're on the bridge with the boss, everything is very depressing because it kind of emphasizes what's going on in that scene. And when you compare that bridge scene in Delta, it just looks colorful. It like, looks like a realistic forest. And I do wonder if some of that, that color direction is being lost on the remake, even if it does look good. Um, but, yeah, sometimes sometimes realism... De- like, it, it might even be the creative lens, because there's obviously a different team working on this game, and are they thinking about, you know, what color everything should be? I think it looks good, but I don't know. I think I think something might be being lost with this remake.
0: Potentially, it's it's a tricky one because this is a well-loved game, and a, a lot of times um, <clears throat> these remakes do sort of capture it. I think uh, generally people like the Shadow of the Colossus remake. People, of course, love the Resident Evil Four remake. Uh, but... Yeah. It's a matter of how much you get in. I think uh, Demon Souls was also pretty well liked. You don't hear about it as much because, yeah. well, we got, we got uh, other uh, games coming in that really kind of fill in that blank rather than the uh, original. Um, but yeah, well, speaking of Metal Gear Solid, we also have, uh, we got the Master Collection, Volume 1, released, and... Uh, various opinions on that one whether uh on what what they feel like that that series is but unsurprisingly it's already been data mined and also unsurprisingly it includes references to what is likely going to be in the volume 2 master collection namely metal gear solid 4 5 and peace walker so
1: it's good one. um for for re-releasing is the big deal here right because mm-hmm. that's been stuck on playstation 3 um, there's also a lot of, like, very PS3-specific dialogue. Like, I remember at one point, Otacon tells you, like, Oh, Snake, we got to swap the sides of the disc. And Snake goes, What are you talking about? And he goes, It's a Blu-ray disc. There's no way to swap. Like, that kind of stuff wouldn't work <laughs> on a lot of consoles <laughs> yeah. today. Um, but it's still, it's still awesome that it can leave the platform finally. What, what I find a bit strange is that they, um first they've taken peace walker out of the collection and put it into volume 2 which it was already in the collection on 360 so it's kind of weird to divide that mm-hmm. uh but then we're not getting rising we're not getting ghost babble um i i'm not getting portable ops unless there's a volume 3 with that stuff maybe but
0: i guess but I feel, it makes it feel less exciting i feel like it makes more sense for you know ba- babble and portable ops and what have you acids yeah yeah, yeah acid on the, volume 2 to help fill out the other other ones but i mean if they're only going for the main games then yeah that's that's sort of the way it goes but man what is up with my voice i feel like i'm losing it all of a sudden <laughs> but man a re-release of ghost babble would be wonderful like god, that'd be amazing
1: could,
0: like we've never uh had that re-release before and put that on NSO. put that on nso come on
1: <laughs> that'd be so cool yeah and like, 5 was also, um, I, I forget this all the time, but 5 was also an Xbox 360 and PS, PS3 game. Like, it, it had a PlayStation 4 version, but it released on 360 as well. So, uh, there's weird. no reason to believe that Volume 2 couldn't come to Switch. But Volume 1 already struggles on the Switch for some unknown reason. I mean, um,
0: I th- isn't the only game that's actually physical on, the, like I th- like, if you get the physical version on Switch... Isn't it like only the two smallest games one that are actually on the It's the, the disc? MSX games. The MSX yes. and
1: the NES games, I'm pretty sure, are on there. But like yeah, MGS1 isn't on there. MGS2 isn't on there. 3 isn't on there. And like MGS2 was a 60 FPS game on PlayStation 2. It was 60 FPS in the 360 collection. Uh, it's 30 on Switch though, for some ungodly reason.
0: I mean, I didn't pick it up because I, I, don't, I haven't felt inclined to replay Metal Gear Solid in a while. But I mean, I have the... Original Metal Gear Solid collections, and that, that and I, I think, I think
1: you'll find just sticking with that. Yeah, and I'm pretty like chat can verify this, but I'm pretty sure even on PS5, it's still 720p like on 360, right?
0: I, I think so. I, yeah, I think, I think that's right. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's a shame because up till now the Konami collections have been really good, but they have this Master Collection seems kind of bare bones
1: yeah yeah it's a uh, shame yeah it's cool cu- it's cool to release the nes games like I, I don't necessarily want to play them very often but it's cool um, that they put them in there
0: yeah i mean it's a, ni- it's a nice little idea uh speaking of not very impressive <laughs> sonic superstars i'm sorry to go back to this and and give them to give them uh you know a hard time but unfortunately, they're not. It's they're not really selling very well in Japan. Not that that's a big surprise, because Sonic really never sells well in Japan. But having it be, go up against Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2, yeah, it's not going so well. Because as of right yeah. now, it's only sold four thousand one hundred and twenty-eight units of physical copies in uh, uh, in Japan, and that's specifically on the Switch. But that is the best-selling version. So their best-selling version is on Switch and only a little over 4,000 units.
1: What did we expect? (laughs) You know, obviously in Japan, it's probably Sonic's weakest market, but even regardless, as you said, it's going up against Mario and uh, and Spider-Man. If you've got a week between these games, most people are not buying a game every week. Mm. Some people only buy one game a year. And if you're going to choose between Mario and Sonic especially mario wonder um i think it's just not an obvious choice isn't it
0: yeah yeah it, it really is i yeah <laughs> i'm curious what it's like in the west because that's that's kind of the real test here is like how well did sonic superstars sell in the west especially with mario and spider-man coming out but i don't know i'm not sure yeah
1: Weirdly here in the UK um like if you go on the the, the uh, Nintendo eShop um Sonic Superstars is 55 pounds and Mario Wonder is 50 pounds. And like you can get them cheaper physically yeah. but Sonic is like officially from the like su- suggested retail price Sonic is more expensive than Mario. Sure. <laughs>
0: Let's go yeah. with that. I,
1: why, why would they do that? <laughs> oh
0: wow. Uh uh Toon Jay in our uh live audience chat saying Sonic Frontiers sold 46,276 copies in its first week on all consoles. And that was the best selling one in 20 years in Japan. Mm. Yeah. So Sonic, not really. It's it's funny. It's made in Japan. Doesn't sell well in Japan. That is definitely for an American audience that really grasped one to this character. Yeah. So I don't know what it is
1: about Sonic that doesn't land with Japanese people. I don't like,
0: either. I... Maybe it's yeah. his attitude. Like he's more, has more attitude than cuteness. I, I'm not Maybe. sure. Or mm, yeah. yeah. Either way, uh, man, we're we're just killing the segway tonight because you know everybody's talking about <laughs> eh, still not superstar is still not as good as Mania. Well, we have a new game from the Mania team, ba- Penny's Big Breakaway, uh, which is oh, yeah. like just a fun little 3D platformer, very different take from what you'd expect um, from you know what from the continuation of Mania. You'd think of, uh, something like a um, i'm blanking on it the uh the the galaxy one the uh the, from the the like the dragon girl sonic like uh game
1: Oh, uh, freedom planet
0: freedom planet why did no? i think galaxy yeah. yeah freedom planet something like freedom <laughs> planet where there's like let's take our sonic knowledge and make our sonic off-brand indie game but no yeah. they went 3d platform with this with Penny's big breakaway and a big yo-yo gimmick uh still music by t loops and we're going to get a first look at the gameplay on uh, october 29th at 7 p.m pacific time uh as part of Land 2023
1: i not wait for this um for those who don't remember this is also in a nintendo direct like uh the previous one maybe mm-hmm. and it looks so good i you, you just say the studio's name and i trust them regardless i don't need to see the game i know they're gonna nail it um mm. they they are so talented and they they seem to really respect the Saturn era. Like, Sonic Mania wasn't really a Mega Drive follow-up. That that was, like, a Sonic made on the sake of Saturn, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just fully embracing those more vibrant backgrounds, more vi- uh, more visceral, uh, like, turning animations and everything. Um, and this... I, what I really like, though, is kind of what you just said, is they it doesn't feel like they're making a 3D Sonic here. They're kind of making their own thing. Like, there's influence from Sonic, sure. But they, they very much made their own IP with its own gimmicks, its own potential... Uh, it looks rad can't wait to see more of this
0: yeah I, I think it's, it's it's definitely one to keep an eye out for especially if you're that platformer fan there, and there's been a bunch of 3D platformers that uh, people have really latched onto, Uh and I, I can just see it just expanding even more from there I'm, I'm excited to see what it has there's Unsurprisingly, 2024 has a lot of f- fun-looking games coming. Who knew?
1: <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We thought 2023 was enough, but no, 2024 is just piling them up.
0: I uh, I saw somebody, I, I, I think it was um, Kat or Nadia on Twitter, saying, like, uh, last year, oh, thank God, Tears of the Kingdom was uh, delayed, so I don't have to try to rank it next to um, Elden Ring as game for the game of the year. This year, yeah, Bald- Baldur's Gate Three says hello. <laughs> well,
1: when When Tis the Kingdom came out, it felt like that was a lock for Game of the Year, and it probably is still a big contender. Mm-hmm. But now it's not even just Boulders Gate Three. There's like there's like maybe seven games competing for that number one spot. Yeah, I don't know how I'd rank them, but man, it's gonna be tough this year.
0: Yeah, I I and I've not played them all, but I i to try to get through as many as I can so I can. Uh, just see what it has to offer but uh yeah yeah so looking forward to seeing that uh gameplay um i don't know if we'll be doing a reaction to Indyland, to be honest i'm not 100 sure on that we haven't really talked about it so yeah we'll see it's also very late uh what was that it's, it's like 7 p.m pacific time okay uh, so that's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty early in the morning for you john
1: really early yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well we'll see ash tends to not sleep so maybe that, he'll make it
0: that's true it's it's 10 p.m for me it only goes for an hour it only goes for an okay. hour at the very least so yeah but it's it'd be 10 to 11 for us east coasters and you're five hours ahead of me so that's 3 a.m
1: don't like that i don't like yeah i
0: don't think that's gonna happen you're just gonna wake up and <laughs> see what it's all about
1: yeah
0: uh <laughs> and yes gerard was the one who made indyland so that's that's it's cool to see him grow and thrive
1: yeah, he's doing so well lately.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what's not growing and thriving? At least not anymore. What's that? The Nintendo tournament scene. Oh, no. Oh, oh Yeah, oh, no, indeed. <laughs> uh, Steve put out a massive update talking about all this, but Nintendo has essentially updated their guidelines uh, for, for Smash tournaments, and it has essentially killed the tournament scene. Uh, as far as like, uh, thanks to some highlights, uh, pointed out by uh, SSB Gyromite, um, on Twitter, uh, it limits the size of registration fees to uh, 2,000 yen or 13 US, US, uh, limits offline tournaments to, to a size of 200 entrants or less, uh, there are sponsor and monetization restrictions, and you can't offer cash prizes. What the hell?
1: yeah so this this essentially also means that nintendo games can't be an evo right
0: oh yeah they're, they're, i mean they took them from evo last time because ultimate was yeah. a mainstay of evo for a while and they were not there last year so yeah oh gosh i didn't even think yeah. i realized this professor bonk you can't even sell food and drinks anymore even if you don't make a profit from it yeah
1: and hustle <laughs> bon makes a good point um so they they said also, some new policies will really hurt She Says and Boundary Breaks. So that, basically, there's a policy out there saying that you can't be using modified software for videos. Mm-hmm. Um, which would mean if you were to like make a camera that moves around, that probably is infringing on that right. Um, uh, it, it's tricky because like, with She Says, I think it's it, you can technically make an argument that it's for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Because it is there are there are game developers out there that will that learn a lot from boundary break and how other developers make games. I think there's a lot of value there. Uh but also I don't think Nintendo are going to care. I think they're just going to say nope. no you're you're using our game illegally. So no.
0: Yeah, I can I can totally see that. Well, will they do like copyright strikes or remove the video? It's hard to say what they'll actually do uh to 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 that, but um yeah, modern games are always a little bit of a tricky thing. And some some developers are okay, with or publishers are okay with it, like Capcom and Sega, as long as you don't try to profit from it. But Nintendo is like, no, no, we got to keep our secrets. They, they are yeah. all about those secrets.
1: Shime says, are randomizers included? I'm going to say, yeah. I'll yeah, say they, they are. I yeah.
0: mean, the thing is, the thing that makes it tricky is it's very loose language. It could You could make an argument. They could make an argument for, yeah, this applies if they don't like it yeah so
1: yeah i i don't think they're gonna go after everything i think um if if there is is. yeah if there's content out out there that's actively hurting them they can then make the excuse of well this is infringing our rights i don't think they're gonna go after every youtube channel that breaks these rules Mm -hmm. um 'Cause even in the the worst days of Nintendo, where they basically demonetized a bunch of people's videos, they weren't doing it to everybody. No. Like I remember like back back our, our previous channel when um, we were still like re uploading trailers and things just fine. Um so it it, it, it definitely isn't a one glove fits all approach. Mm. Um so if just from previous experience, I would say this isn't gonna destroy everybody. But yeah, when there they might be two, four
0: unfortunate victims
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely if they want to make an example of someone they will
0: yeah that's all it really yeah. takes to just put that fear out there like oh god yeah. they're really gonna do it and it could be me so i don't know if i should do this so yeah that's it's a tricky thing it sucks it's it's not a good look for nintendo no but <laughs> it's nintendo yeah as we say Nintendo is gonna nintendo we like their games, but yeah.
1: boy, they could be really dumb. Yeah. Ugh, there's so little more to say about it, really. Like, it just feels...
0: It's just disappointing. Like, mm-hmm.
1: you get all these people so passionate about Nintendo. Like, I've, I've got some big Splatoon friends who, you know, they ever since Splatoon 1, they have been doing these local community tournaments together. Uh, one guy is like, he runs and and looks after that community. And he's just so hurt by this. Um because they're not causing any harm. They're just no. playing Splatoon together as friends. Uh, but because I think they, they do charge for, you know, to run the tournament, to even, like, get anything running, to get venues and everything, they have to charge for tickets. Mm-hmm. And this is basically going to stop them. Um, and, like, it, it it does feel a bit malicious.
0: Yeah, it really does. It's It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Well, that's it for the news this week, and uh, we did did get a few more Super Chats. First up, the Pixel Tavern with Five Pounds, their first uh, uh, Super Chat as well. Thank you so much. Saying, you've both been a part of a few successful YouTube channels, and they they just hit 1,000 subs on their YouTube channel, but are struggling to hit 4,000 watch hours. Any advice how to reach that? I mean... Um.
1: It depends what kind of videos you're doing. Um, I would definitely recommend going for long form if you want to hit that sort of 4,000-hour mark, whether that is a podcast format or just making a really high-quality long video, which is obviously easier said than done. Um, But yeah, if if you're making like two-minute videos or three-minute videos, it's going to take you a long time to hit 4,000 hours. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you definitely got to go for that at at least 15 to 20 minutes to to really hit that think of those ideas uh, based on what you're doing for your channel and just uh try to come up come up with stuff um the the thing i always like to advise is like find your niche find your niche yeah. and really focus on that and uh they can f- sort of find a way to grow because people will find you will discover that niche and sometimes that niche can be very niche but you'll you'll still find an o- audience
1: it's important yeah because if you're just doing the same thing as everyone else then People aren't really gonna seek you out, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like let's 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 do an example. Like uh, with Mario Wonder, if we did a traditional review of that game, which we didn't get beforehand, mm-hmm. we'd be competing with like fifty outlets who've already done a Mario Wonder review. So if we made a video called Super Mario Wonder review, we're we just another drop in a very big bucket. So I, I liked Brandon's approach of he he did, he did review the game, but he didn't necessarily call it a review. And he kind of did it in his own style. I think there's way more value to that stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe think in that kind of perspective.
0: And sometimes the niche can work out. Like our most viewed video right now is still the Shimagami Tensei retrospective, and Shimigami Tensei is not exactly a wide game. Like I called it Shimigami Tensei, yeah. not Persona. So
1: Persona is yeah.
0: way more uh, known uh, in in the uh, among, I guess the the masses. I guess is the best way to put it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, good luck. It's it's tough, but g- good luck. Absolutely. Congrats on the thousand subs, though. That's a big thing to hit. Yeah. That's I, I'd say that's yeah. tougher to hit.
1: It's a big milestone. Yeah. The
0: Four thousand watch hours will happen eventually. It will happen eventually. Yeah. Uh Next up, Leo Flow with five dollars, saying, "What Marvel character would you like to see um, Insomniac do after Wolverine? I'd like to see a horror game with Elsa Bloodstone or Ghost Rider."
1: Ooh, Ghost Rider's a good pick. Mm,
0: that is a good one. You know what? I, I'd like to see something that we've not seen a lot of, and it's—I'm definitely good pulling old school. I don't even know how relevant they are to the in the comics anymore. Uh, but I'd love to see a Runaways game.
1: That'd be cool too. I'm going to go with Quake from Agents of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think that'd be a cool—that'd be a cool power. She she like basically just does like little wind earthquakes from her hands. Mm-hmm. I think you can make like you can make a fly. You can make her push things with like almost like telekinesis that'd be a good game
0: yeah that could... <laughs> Why not? yeah give him hulk we'll get a new ultimate destruction open world game yeah. that'd be neat <laughs> Ooh, dr strange could be interesting go get all weird with it um Next up, Infinite Histories with a f- uh, $5 super chat. Thank you so much. Also, their first super chat. Thank- I really do appreciate it. Saying, hey, GVG, since John's here, I wanted to ask, what is your favorite Europe exclusive games? My sister's in the UK and got me Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land.
1: Well, luckily for you, we've got a video out there on Europe exclusive games.
0: <laughs> I forgot you did I,
1: that. <laughs> I did, yeah. Off the top of my head, like they're not all coming to me um but a cool one that's releasing worldwide soon is Another Code. And I know you yes. guys got the DS one, but Another Code R is extremely good and that's finally coming to to the the Americas in
0: February. You want to say January? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think February.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that's a very very good game. Um so T- Tingle's also a great one. It's great to hear, to hear that you've got that, but Another Code is definitely worth checking out. And I hope I hope a lot of people do when that comes to the Switch because it's it's you know it came out in like what 2011 2010 on the Wii like it's, it's been over a decade I can't I can't wait to have people talking about this series again
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try it out because I never played the original, but it's just I love the looks the, the the look of this and it's like ah yeah. yes let's do it.
1: Um, and Professor Bonk says um, last window yeah that's that's the Hotel Dusk sequel that we got. So it's it is literally a follow up to Hotel Dusk. Same art style, same gameplay, just a different story. Um, that's that's also very very good.
0: Huh. Very cool. Uh, I I just brought up a list of. Uh, uh europe exclusive games uh try out bolo it's a breakout clone on ms dos <laughs> came out for, there you go came out yeah we've for all, europe we've all
1: played that here everyone yeah. in europe has played that game yeah
0: wildly popular bolo for uh for europe <laughs> all right well thank you so much for those uh super chats really do appreciate it uh but now it's time to move on to our patron topics and uh this week uh, you know just to have the two of us and John, let's go ahead and start with you, because I just realized I didn't actually pick one out. <laughs> I was too busy getting Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Okay. Here we go. Uh, let me find I, it. I think
0: yours was from Darksteel01.
1: It was, yes. yeah. Darksteel01. He says, hey, guys. This is a very easy one to read, just one sentence. Hey, guys, what are your top what are your top secret or optional bosses in video games? And I thought this was a good question, because um, especially RPGs tend to have a lot of secret bosses, And there is a cool one coming up that I don't want to spoil because people will be playing this game for the first time soon in Mario RPG, and I can't wait for people to talk about that again. Um, But From Software are also very, very good at this. And um, Elden Ring's packed full of optional bosses, but I want to focus on Bloodborne because um, the actual final boss is optional. So you can finish the game normally, have a great time, but if you find all of the umbilical chords, um, you can actually focus on the actual final boss which is just this more uh, higher stake ending. And it's just a, a completely different boss that I'm sure most players missed. And I just think it's so cool that you can have something so expensive feeling that most players will never see in in, in their run. It just kind of makes it feel special. Um, but yeah, I think that's my favourite one. Um, but Mario RPG is also a very cool one. And I'm sure... Final Fantasy has tons.
0: Oh um, gosh, yes. and first thing that comes yeah. to my mind when I think optional bosses is always going to be the Ruby and the Ruby and Emerald weapons. I never oh, beat of them. course I never beat them. Oh Oh, I couldn't do it. I was well I was my first RPG and I was still trying to figure it out and I'm like, I didn't know the tactics and I've never gone back to try again so it's
1: probably easy in the modern versions because like, you can like click down on the right analog stick or something and get all your health back can't you <laughs> yeah i guess that's true <laughs> just so I, choose them
0: i never, i never got nice to the round i had a friend show me his his copy where he had nice of the round we just we sat there for what five minutes watching the animation play out but uh uh-huh. yeah um but uh th- it's that, something that was- i wish i would
1: I wish Zelda did this more. I wish there was, yeah. like, just a dungeon that you didn't have to go to, just some optional dungeon. I guess I guess the color dungeon in Link's Awakening is kind of optional, but I, I wish they just, did like, a traditional Zelda and there was just some weird dungeon that's not connected to the story. It has a cool item in, but it's so unnecessary that you never need to go there. But I, I wish they would do something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, one of the... Uh, I mean... Kind of the king of optional bosses for a while, <laughs> at least in my in my uh, circles, was of course Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts one and two. Oh right, yeah. It's like because uh-huh. it was just such a big deal because Seven had hadn't quite flooded the market yet. It was our first experience getting Sephiroth back and Cloud back uh, with the original Kingdom Hearts and being able to actually fight him and being like, oh god, he's tough. <laughs> it felt like a big accomplishment yeah. when I actually did beat him. So that's that's always a that's always that's always a, that stands out to me as another really good uh, optional boss i'm trying to think of other ones
1: i think i think um tears of the kingdom with the hands is kind of an optional boss those the shadow hands that come out because you don't have to fight them Like you'll, you'll probably encounter them at some point but you can always run away from them um but if you manage to take them on it, the first encounter is terrifying once you've done it a few times, I think it becomes a bit formulaic, and you can figure it out quite easily. But mm. that that first time finding them is
0: you're like, what off. the it's, hell is going terrifying. on?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you you like you finally get rid of those hands, and then the second instance comes out, and you're like, what what is this?
0: It's it was it blew my mind. I'm like, I was not prepared for it whatsoever. But I I, yeah. and I realized I couldn't even get onto a hive ledge and just shoot them with arrows because they revived health. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, Neo's pointing out Donkey Kong and Punch-Out. I was never good enough in Punch-Out to get through the second set of matches, so I never, I've never, i never taken on uh, Donkey Kong.
1: It's a cool one, though, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to stay with the season, and we got a question here from Zombie Joe saying, Hey, GVG crew, with the spookiest day of the year right around the corner, I was wondering what game do you think has some of the scariest lore out there? Personally, I think Dead by Daylight is one of the scariest. People, monsters, and ghosts are picked through various times and timelines and brought to a realm by an ancient god called the Entity. There are survivors... uh, There, there the survivors are forced to run from the killers and either escape or get caught over and over again while the Entity feeds on their hopes and despair until nothing is left and the survivors become nothing more than empty shells. Plus, they're stuck with Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Game with the... um, the uh, scariest lore... I feel like you have to really dig deep to find like some really really scary lore but honestly one of the first things that kind of went back for uh, that I, I thought of when this came up is actually Dead Space. Why well, don't find Dead Space to be too uh scary and like upon playing it you're just too powerful for it. The original Dead Space and learning like like got to cut off the limbs and what happened to this place and you get that you know the uh event horizon kind of lore to it that uh, really emphasizes like something wrong happened here uh yeah. it, it really um uh ups the kind of creepy vibes of the the whole thing uh i i was t- trying to think of silent hill i've only really played silent hill 2 but the lore i got from silent hill isn't exactly scary to me it's more almost like the town wants to teach a lesson to horrible people <laughs> almost in, in some sure. way
1: yeah so. you know um it's not a horror game <clears throat> but i think uh pigman's law is is deeper than it seems <clears throat> so the, if you play pigman for the first time you're like oh, okay i'm just i'm just a small little guy on this big world but then the more you play it like oh like this this is like civilization this is like earth um like you get all the like the actual products from our times like what happened to us I think the, the more you sort of think about Pigman, the more um, creepy it seems, despite not really having creepy themes to it in most cases. Uh, but, yeah, I think you make an argument for Pigman's quite a scary game when you really dig into it.
0: Although also the most devious villain of all time, Louie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are saying how uh, Kirby's lore can be, get pretty horrifying. Yeah, you got that juxtaposition. I think that can work yeah. out. When you got this happy-go-lucky thing, and all of a sudden, here's the dark undertones to it. That just like, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I have to assume Bloodborne, Dark Souls probably has some pretty cl- creepy lore to go off of. Bloodborne in
1: particular, yeah. Dark Souls has a lot of um, a lot of sad characters. It's, it's kind of more of a depressing game. Um, Bloodborne has a lot of religion stuff. Like, is it is more like cult sort of um background to it uh, but it does get very creepy especially the, the more you pay attention because if you just sort of play the game i think it's all like some people play bloodborne and be like was there a story but the more you <laughs> pay attention like oh yeah there definitely is there's definitely stuff that's happening off screen that you're not that is not directly told to you but yeah, it definitely gets creepy uh topaz pikachu also says splatoon lore which yeah totally Splatoon's kind of in a similar position to Pigmen, where um, it's clearly you're you're living in a humanity that's been left behind, um, and it's it's post-apocalyptic, despite everyone grooving and you know wearing fresh kits. Yeah. It's it's it is a post-apocalyptic world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, as a lot of people were saying, uh, pointing out Pokemon, and it's the if you actually read the lore of uh, some of the Pokemon, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Actually, that, 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 uh, Vedron James here reminds me. Th- have you tried out Liza P? I
1: not as like, much as I should have.
0: I feel like that'd be your type of game because you love Bloodborne so much. And I uh, yeah. I was actually kind of shocked because uh, I don't know if you pay attention to it much, but um, Max Dude uh, said that Liza P is actually his game of the year.
1: I'm not surprised. I <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's definitely a list of games that I need to play more of before the year ends and lies of peace pretty high up there I liked what I played but I like, it just I came really like yeah
0: yeah uh trying to think of other like I'm just looking at my thing here to see what kind of other creepy lore we got but I think it's it really comes down to sort of like the disturbing aspects of a, of a game't I, yeah. I, I think if it's like because you can have like Resident Evil and then Resident Evil's I mean it's just a pharmaceutical company it's not that scary on it's on its face yeah it's the it's the, the disturbing aspects the unfortunate aspects and on honestly i'll put that here so uh final fantasy 14 i just got the Shadowbringers, the Shadowbringers expansion and i encountered uh what people will say is probably refer to as that scene early on and all i'll say is alice's story the end of alice's story um and uh yeah (laughs) that's the implications there of of what what's happening there holy hell (laughs) like it is the there's some dark implications uh for that so uh, i wish
1: i had the benefit like you of looking around my room and seeing games because all i see right now (laughs) is just bathroom products to my to my right i've got just a paw patrol Marshall bubble bath is it? Um, does Paw Patrol have scary lore? Maybe it does.
0: I mean, potentially. I, I, don't, I don't. Didn't you say Amelia cried like she got all like uh, concerned? Oh about yeah, the characters?
1: in the Paw Patrol movie, because Chase gets kidnapped and uh, she just she started bawling. We had to put on regular Paw Patrol to show her that Chase was okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so concerned. Oh my gosh, there was. So we went to a uh, neighbor's. Like they just had a little barbecue, and we were in their in their house, uh, just you know, chatting it up and whatnot. And Kai was with us, and they had put on Netflix, and of all things, Boss Baby was on on there. Okay. I, we've <laughs> never we've never shown it to him or anything like that. We've never I've never seen it, and there's a scene where like the older kid is uh slowly making his way to the room where the boss baby's f- like first learns that he's actually talking uh the movie uh toon J. and like it's 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 actually set kind of creepy and kai's watching it and just like <laughs> like he's actually <laughs> legit freaked out I'm like i've never seen him like that before where he's just like kind of like nervous about what's happening like he started like shaking a little bit like he was really concerned oh so yeah
1: professor bunk says isn't there a scene in the paw patrol movie where the robots where they shoot through the robots abdomen i'm not sure
0: i, I don't know
1: <laughs> maybe
0: yeah, I, I, i'm not i'm i'm not sure on that one but uh yeah there, there's boss baby lore that's that there's the ultimate lore of scary things <laughs> oh goodness but i think that about covers it for uh our bathroom stream for john and for those wondering why john is in a tub it's because we got some a lot of very generous donations that got uh five of five of the six of us in a tub steve it's happened to steve it's happened to ash it's happened to me it's happened to john now we just need uh i believe either Brandon or daniel
1: and uh the, the angle i am in it was it was comfortable at first it's become more and more uncomfortable as it's gone on my spine i don't think it's there anymore um i'm i'm eager i'm eager to get out of this tub
0: (laughs) yeah i believe that so we're gonna wrap that up here so uh john can you know move (laughs) yeah it's like move again yeah so uh thank you all so much for watching really is appreciated uh it's just you know fun show fun little thing. It's nice to have john on here again at the despite him being in the tub so <laughs>
1: benji bear pup says we need all of you in the same tub now that that's the next goal
0: oh yeah there you go you have to really donate for that because you need plane tickets and whatnot because we are very yeah. far away
1: GVG uh, hot tub stream
0: yeah there we go hot there now you're talking <laughs> although being <laughs> a hot tub for this, as long as we're as, as long as you are we'll be. Some of us will pass out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, as always, this thank you all so much for joining us. It really is appreciated. And, of course, we have to give an extra special thank you to our uh, produce, uh, patrons at the producer tier. Really couldn't make this happen without all of your help. And uh, it's all appreciated. Definitely just majorly thank you so much. That's really what it comes down to. And of course, an extra special super thank you to all of our executive producers, which include Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Skyblue Flames, Eastman23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Blake, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Andrew Medeiros, Darci, Becca, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Ascaron 809, Rioner, Rainin Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosapardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark 01, Jason Yuloa. Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Derek, Derek, excuse me, so he's the old one, Colin, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, uh, uh, Kyle the Monarch, Dan Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Caty Person Five, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Young Ant, Ryan Hanley, The Game Jamie, Alex, and Zombie Joe. Thank you all so so much. And uh, real quick, I also just realized I completely missed a super chat from Stacy UK. I thought I read it, uh. but it turns out I did not. I apologize for that. For uh, five pounds, uh, thank you so much. I forgot intro in there. I forgot to turn it off. Uh, saying, hey guys, nice seeing John in the tub. The tournament rules have negative accessibility implications. See next post. Uh, so the official adaptive controller from Hori is allowed, but the peripherals needed to go with it, like joysticks and buttons are made by Logitech, so not allowed under new rules. It's messy. Ugh. It just sounds worse and worse. Yeah. That is pretty awful, so... Thank you so much for that. It sucks all around. It's it's, it's not a good idea by Nintendo, but oh well. <laughs> uh, hopefully, well, I say hopefully a reverse course. They're not going to reverse course. This is Nintendo. Uh, make
1: a big enough noise, maybe, but it's unlikely, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it very much is. But either way, thank you for all all so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you next week for the next GVG cast. So until then, everyone, take care.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye.